how to build a future using the past. The podcast where we analyze people and events in the past to build a better future for ourselves and our communities. Today we will look at how Abraham Lincoln was able to turn enemies into friends and restitch together a country torn apart. Abraham Lincoln began as a nobody. He said so himself. His story, quote, could be condensed into a single sentence, short and simple. Annals of the poor, end quote. It was a poor man's story, Abe's story. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. After visiting the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln in Kentucky, you will quickly find the world he grew up in was hard, unstable, and full of poverty. As an older man, he showed up in Joshua Speed's general store with nothing to his name except the clothes on his back. Speed felt so sorry for Lincoln, he offered to share his own room with Abe. With no station in life, Lincoln had to create his own. Lincoln was curious and driven, but what Lincoln did better than others was empathy. He could feel how others felt, think how others thought, and this gave him almost magical powers. Now, Lincoln had an exciting life, but at age 25, he finally ran a second time for the state legislature in Illinois and actually won. Lincoln joined the assembly, but appeared quiet and in the background. However, Lincoln was studying. He watched how the leaders of the Whig Party and the Democratic Party worked, studied what they did, and studied what they said. He began understanding the legislature. It was at the second session of the legislature that Lincoln stepped into the limelight and became a leader. He was able to understand the goals of his fellow party members as well as their Democratic opponents. By fully understanding his opponents and their motivations, Lincoln was able to devise plans to counteract these actions. His fellow Whigs were amazed at his ability to strategize and see into the minds of their opponents. Lincoln successfully outmaneuvered politicians far more seasoned than himself and got the Illinois state capitol moved to Springfield. Lincoln didn't spend all his time in the legislature. Most of the time he was a country lawyer. In those days, the legal system was needed less frequently. A town may, town may only need the justice system for two weeks in a year. So judges, lawyers, and clerks would travel to different towns, hearing cases and dispensing with justice. This was known as riding the circuit, which is where the circuit courts get their name. While on the circuit, nightly meals included all the lawyers and the judge. Naturally, a group of men, far from home, spent a lot of time drinking and smoking. Lincoln, however, did not drink or smoke, nor did he play cards or swear. He did not, however, hold himself to any moral superiority over those that did. To the contrary, he enjoyed the company and usually led the conversation telling jokes and stories. While speaking to the Springfield Temperance Society, he explained this methodology. He said, Such as us who have never fallen victims have been spared more from the absence of appetite than from any or mental or moral superiority over those who have. 
Lincoln saw that simply because others act differently than him did not necessarily give him any authority over them. He understood why and how others could be victims of drink, cards, and using profane language. Lincoln did not even look down upon slave owners, saying, I should not blame them for not knowing what I should not know how to do myself. Lincoln knew that if slavery isn't wrong, nothing is wrong, and yet could enter the world of the slave owner and see it from that perspective. Lincoln never used any moral authority, and that helped bring people closer together. While president, and shortly after signing the Emancipation Proclamation, Lincoln allowed for the enlistment of black soldiers into the Union Army. This would be the first time free blacks would participate in defending the country in large numbers since the Continental Army was composed of 10 to 11 percent free blacks. Unfortunately, it was the practice of the Union Army to pay black soldiers less than white soldiers. Frederick Douglass sought out Lincoln to rectify this injustice. In a world that saw racial superiority as true and obvious, Douglas had a steep uphill battle to climb. But Lincoln could empathize with Douglas. Douglas said of Lincoln, I never was more quickly or completely put at ease. Lincoln not only understood the injustice, but he felt the injustice himself. He committed himself that colored troops shall have the same pay as the white soldiers. The mastery of Lincoln's empathy was able to have Douglas leave their first meeting and say, he treated me as a man. He did not let me feel for a moment there was any difference in the color of our skin. Amazing words for 1864. Black troops accounted for over 200,000 soldiers by war's end contributing substantially to the Union victory and the victory for millions of Americans. Abraham Lincoln's empathy allowed him to see past what was on the surface and bring the country closer together and towards a more perfect Union. These are three simple stories about Abraham Lincoln. We could cover a bunch more, but for today we'll stick with these three. We should learn to feel like Lincoln felt. As for life today, I bet your problems look a little different than Abraham Lincoln's problems. I know mine do. So what are we to do to build a better future, knowing Abraham Lincoln could empathize with everyone? The first step we have to take, starting with myself, is to do what Lincoln did in the legislature. Whether it's dealing with a pesky boss, a child, political rival, or professional rival, or that person you shave with in the morning. Step one is to listen and observe. You can't empathize with someone you haven't listened to. Learn about them and yourself. Really listen. And listening does not consist of hearing the other person's words and then coming up with a good counterargument. We see that on cable news. and We know that doesn't create a better world or convince anyone to change their mind. No. Listening is hard work. You have to dig and really try to understand just what the person is saying, as well as why they're saying it. 
Lincoln absorbed. Lincoln soaked in the other person's perspective. And before responding to the other person, making a move, Lincoln understood that person. He spent the whole first session of his term in 1834 doing that. Look at your pesky boss. Listen to him or her. Study. Build an understanding of who they are. Or your political rival. What are they doing? Why are they saying what they say? What is their actual goal? Get into their head and learn what they know. What about yourself? Do you listen and analyze yourself? It could be difficult. There may be something there you don't like. But we are here to be like Lincoln and stitch something broken back together. So be like Lincoln. Study, listen, and observe. Secondly, Lincoln did not take a stance of moral superiority. Even though Lincoln was a teetotaler, he didn't think that made him better than his fellow man. Lincoln also knew slavery was evil, but didn't hold that over the slaveholders he knew. To improve our future, we need to stop thinking that our opinions and our way of life makes us better in some way than other people's. You are not better than someone else because you vote for the right party. Lincoln had a just as much respect for the hardcore abolitionists in his party as he did for the Democrats outside of his party and even the Confederates. Your hobbies, your friends, your wage, wealth, they do not make you better than others. The panhandler on the street and the Wall Street banker should have the same respect given to them. Lincoln never thought he was better than anyone else, which is what made him better than everyone else. It'll be hard to find many cases of Lincoln mocking other people. He felt what they felt. So as we go forward building a better future, remember to feel like Lincoln felt. Lastly, Lincoln allowed other people the opportunity to help him grow and develop. Lincoln didn't have to listen to Frederick Douglass. He didn't even have to respect Frederick Douglass. But he first listened, and second, he never assumed he was better. And this allowed him the humility to change because of what a Frederick Douglass had to say. Lincoln's empathy allowed him to change and be changed through the conversation. We deserve a better world. And that better world, we may need to allow others to change us. So as you go, learn from Lincoln. Listen. Know that your interlocutor is not inferior to you. And be open to change. Lincoln allowed himself to grow by listening to others. You deserve the same. We need more empathy. I'll start working on it the way Lincoln did. Will you? That's it for this week's podcast. If you like this discussion of Abraham Lincoln and how his life can help you better yours, make sure to subscribe and like this podcast. I devour history and hope that what I have found can be as helpful to you as it has been helpful to me. I appreciate you listening. Go like Lincoln.
and build a more perfect union.